Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. Hey, it's Christopher Maselli and Amit Aurora, and we are the Course Wizards, and we're here today. We've got some great things to talk about, don't we, Amit? Yes, we do. Hey, everyone. Hello, Course Wizards. Today, we are talking about how to turn your course into an experience. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting uh, title, I think, you know, turning your course into ex- an experience. I don't think a lot of people might know quite what that means. Is it like going to the spa? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of an interesting uh, analogy, you know, right? So when you go to the spa, you don't just want to go there once. They want to keep you coming back again and again. And that's kind of what turning your course into an experience is, right? All right. Well, let's get right into it, Chris. What what are some of the things our listeners can do to turn their courses into an experience? And why would they want to do right. that? Right. Well, really turning your course into an experience is all about um, giving them a lots of value and staying in their lives. Because what you don't want to do is just have like someone make an impulse buy purchasing your course and then never get in contact with you again, or maybe not even follow through with the course. You know, it's actually kind of surprising when you create a course, seeing how many people don't even get past uh, the first couple episodes. You know, people have great intentions of taking the whole course, but a lot of people don't make it all the way through. And when you can make your course an experience, you can help them not only through the course, but help them achieve what the course's purpose is. And then let them know about more material that you have and you can uh, sell them more courses or, or um, help them live better lives or whatever, whatever you're wanting to do, whatever the purpose of your course is, you can continue down that road. Right. So you're saying don't do what Udemy is doing, but come on, Chris, Udemy is going to go out of business if they listen to you here. (laughs) Udemy though does send regular emails with value in them and they, they keep offering, you know, low low, coupons with lower costs and they try to keep selling you on more courses that are the kinds of things you're interested in. Right. But you're right. There's not quite a relationship that people have with Udemy. And I would argue that you really want to have a relationship with the people that you build courses for. So it's not just the this one-off impulse experience, but there's a um, uh, something that you're building together. Right. And I like to think of it that your course is being used as a means to an end. So pro- when you provide those means to your students, make sure they have that kind of experience where they, even if you are selling something that's a one course deal and you don't have any other products to sell, make sure it's like a really good quality product where they will always remember that. And then down the line, if you do come up with more products, they'll be sure to buy it because they had a great experience the first time. That's right. And and remember, we've talked a lot about marketing funnels and how you start with a lead magnet, which is something small that you give them for free and you uh, uh, get them interested in what you have to do. And then you give them a tripwire, which is that small purchase. And then your main offer, which is like your your course probably. And then you're, you've got a uh, profit maximizer, which is essentially an upsell to your course. That happens only if you've built all those things out. If all you have is the course, that's the full experience. That's the means to the end, right? But if you have more, more to offer, a full experience, then you can really um, help people in a, in a big way and, and offer them the, uh, the full package. Absolutely. So 
what are some of the actionable steps uh, our listeners can take? One thing that I can start with is I find not everyone does this. Udemy kind of requires you to do it, but Udemy is its own beast. We are not going to get there. That's a topic of its yeah. own. Uh, but welcome videos. And I have been guilty of that too, is when a student first logs into the course, that welcome video is so important just to kind of set the cadence of what they can expect and also gives you a chance to thank them personally, right? I mean, when I say personally, you're not doing a one-on-one -on -one welcome video unless you're using an app like Bonjoro, which we talked about in previous episodes, uh, how I've been digging that. But give them that welcome video and in that welcome video, uh, be sure to tell them, you know, what they're going to learn, who are you, why you're the expert. So it once they have spent the money, now they need to justify the cost. And your welcome video is a great way for your students to justify that cost. Because that's the first thing we all do when we spend a big amount is, did I do <laughs> yeah, the right exactly. thing? Was it worth it? Should I just ask for a refund? So give in that welcome video, you can also show them around because to some or most of your students, this might be a new platform. Whether you're on New Zendler or New Zendler or New Zendler. <laughs> That's our favorite platform. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So show them around in your welcome video where they can find resources, where they can go for videos, what they can expect. And that sets the tone for the rest of their lessons and rest of their learning. Yeah, it just puts their mind at ease, right? I mean, it helps them realize, okay, I made a good decision here. Uh, you're starting to build that relationship and uh, you can go from there. And then I, li I like to go ahead and follow up. You you'll receive people's emails if you use something like New Zendler as your uh, platform or Teachable or Thinkific or any of those. And when you receive their emails, go ahead and every once in a while prompt them, prompt them with an email and uh, uh, give them some value and help them through the course. Maybe do a group webinar uh, for those who signed up for your courses this month or have regular chats available, just ways to stay in each other's lives. Well, Chris, if they wanted a community, I don't think Teachable and Thinkific can do that, but who can do that, Chris? Yeah, new, well, and that, see, that's a good point. That's part of the reason we're so big on New Zendler, right? Because New Zendler has so many of the components that you want all in one package. Otherwise, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be using Teachable plus Facebook groups plus something else. And, uh, you know, even your email system, you might have to use that MailChimp and all that. All of that is built right into New Zendler, which is why we love it so much. We don't mean to harp on it too much, but really there's a reason we keep bringing it up. It's because it's just a solid platform. One of the things that I like my course to be, which in today's 21st century should be a given, is having it be mobile friendly. Yes. Uh, I had once bought a course that was delivered through a software. Uh, well, the payment gateway was Gumroad. And then the delivery was also through Gumroad. And I was basically given access to like an Amazon S3 storage where I had to click on each and every video and it wasn't really working <laughs> on mobile. So then I had to download all the videos, create a free school in Teachable, upload all of them to Teachable and then watch them on my phone because Teachable has an app for iOS. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of clunky how I had to go about doing that. So make sure whatever experience you're giving your students, it is also mobile friendly and not just the new mobile. So we might have the latest and greatest gadgets, but a lot of the people in the world are might still be on iPhone 6 or 7. So make sure it's working on those platforms too and not just the latest and greatest. Yeah, what you don't want to do is make 
your course difficult for people to get through. It should be pretty much a no-brainer. Once they've paid for the course, it should be very easy for them to understand that all I have to do is log in and I can just click one video after another or one PDF after another or how, how whatever's included in your course that they can go through it without really having to think about it. You don't want to have any barriers that might make them re-question their decision having spent you know, good money on your course. And that kind of helps with preventing any chargebacks or refund requests. Because if they're having a good experience, they're just going to keep coming back, consuming your content. And one thing I would suggest uh, that I had done in my hospitality course is give them homework. Now, I don't remember what the exact words were, but someone had once told me that uh, as humans, we learn best when we actually write things with our own hands or practice what we have learned so give them that practice material so they are held accountable and it's not just a one-way street where you are talking to the camera your students are listening and that's pretty much it give them some actionable tip which would be quick wins for them so if your first video after the welcome video is you know a quick tip that they can implement today and see a result tomorrow that's going to give them so much more buy-in to the course that they're going to keep coming back. But if you promise them that, hey, if you buy my course today, 10 months from now, you will see the result, (laughs) they're probably going to fall off because nobody has that kind of patience to get that gratification. People want instant gratification. That's right. And, you know, I like just having supplemental materials too. I like to use video mostly. And I like to have supplemental materials like workbooks. So I I might take, if I did a... uh, 10 minute talk on a video, I will take the main points of that talk and turn it into a worksheet where I'll have fill in the blanks. And I'll just put that little PDF below the video. It doesn't take but five minutes to create because you're already going through those talking points. And it, 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 it makes it more like a true education experience. Like you've got the, the teacher and the student there together, working together, working through the course. It's all about relationship again. That's right. And uh, just to touch on something you said, fill in the blanks. I was actually playing around with this yesterday. Now, not all of us have a printer at home. So if you provide them with a PDF, they might have to print that at work or just go to Staples or FedEx or someplace to print it. If they don't have a printer, one cool thing you can try out, Chris, and our listeners can too, our course wizards can try this at home, is h5p.org, I think it is, or .com. Uh, So they have these cool embeddable HTML elements, and one of them is fill in the blanks, where your students can drag and drop the blanks into the computer, right, right into the lesson, and it makes a cool interactive experience. Very interesting. We'll put that link also in the show notes. And you can also do quizzes. Quizzes are very popular um, with a lot of these training courses where you can ask questions and they have to fill in the answers before they can move on. Yeah, so it's h5p.org. And uh, they have WordPress plugins or you can just create content on there and then embed it whichever school you're using. Awesome. And then last thing I want to experiment with that I want to share with you and our listeners is the spin to win. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how this would fit into the whole lessons thing. My idea in my head right now is give them a cool incentive. Your students don't know that this is coming up. So maybe in a lesson, you just give them a gift. Like, hey, spin the wheel to win, you know, 10% off my next course. But that can be towards the middle or the end of the course. You don't want to distract them from learning. But just something cool where they're not expecting it. And it just shows up and they're like, oh, that was a cool surprise. Yes. 
Love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Thanks for listening to Course Wizards. Uh, we're going to be back here in just a second with what we're digging. What are we digging right. today, Amit? I am digging one clipboard. I don't know if I already said this. If I did, <laughs> I am saying it again because I love You're it really so much. <laughs> I'm really digging it. It saves me so much time. And what one clipboard is for Windows, there might be a sim. I know there is a similar one for Mac. I just forgot the name. Where essentially it lets you have access to all your recent things that you have copy pasted. So you have it all in this cool app. It sits in the bottom tray of your Windows uh, computer. And you basically click it. It opens up this window and now you can pick from any of your latest 10 copy pastes. So if you're copy pasting a lot of same stuff over and over again, you don't have to copy all of them in a notepad and then go to that notepad and then paste it. And then you can also star your favorite things that you maybe paste a lot. So that's something I'm digging right now. What are you digging, Chris? Hey, you know, I, w- I want to say before I tell you what I'm digging, that is really helpful when you're building courses because sometimes you have snippets of HTML that you want to put on different pages of your courses and to have your last 10 there, that would make it super fast. Yeah, last 10 is just what you see, but you can scroll down and see all of them. It just keeps scrolling. It has a scroll bar and then you can also search through your clippings to find the one that you're looking for. I love it. Well, my- and, it and it's free. It's free. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Mine is not free. The thing I'm digging this week. <laughs> the thing I'm digging this week, week is Things for Mac, which is a to-do program. I have used, I feel like, every to-do program on the market, and I have just <laughs> fallen in love, though, with Things uh, for two reasons. Uh, first of all, it's a very clean interface, so that you don't have as much busyness as you do with a lot of the other to-do apps out there. But um, uh, the two things I love about it are, one, anytime I receive an email, I can automatically forward it to things and have it show up on my to-do list so that I can keep inbox zero by just making every email that comes in, either answering it quickly or making it an action item or deleting it. And so I love it that it shows up on my to-do list. But I also like that in things, they put your daily appointments above your to-do list for that day. So you're able to see everything you've got going on in your day in one look. And it's just very slick. I just love it. All right. I'm checking it out right now. Looks like it's just for the Mac, $6.99 for iPhone. But it is on the iPhone. So even if you don't have a Mac, it's fully featured on the iPhone. It's got everything that's on the Mac program in the iPhone. And so uh, if you do have a Mac, I recommend getting it both for your Mac and your iPhone. But it's kind of expensive. A little pricey for the, yeah, 35 bucks. Bit pricey. Yeah. Nor- normally, though, it's about 50. It's on sale right now. I don't know if it'll be still on sale when this podcast comes out, but uh, uh, definitely check it out. It, they'll probably have something for Black Friday or, you know, at the beginning of the year, like most places do. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. And- all right. Well, thank you. Go, go yes. ahead. Chris, go ahead. I was just going to thank all our course wizards for listening this week. Please uh, 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 keep listening to these episodes. Subscribe if you would. Leave a review if you like what we're talking about. And uh, uh, that helps other people find out about course wizards. Good talking to you. And we're going to start reading those reviews. So they better be good. <laughs> I mean, we read the bad That's ones right. too. Why we not? learn from those. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you so much. And we'll see you on the flip side. Till then, keep creating those Bye. courses. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.